0: Um, so I just quickly have some news for you guys this morning. Amen. My my, my, uh, time here is still on Mexico time. So it's, it's 1027 for me. So if I go over, it's not my fault. It's just, I'm on Mexico time. Amen. Yeah. Uh, a couple of things, um, just some reports. Um, we just got off the phone this morning with India. So we've been on the phone at three and o'clock in the morning for the past two days with India. And um, praise the living God, we have a a ministry in India. Bethel Prayer Ministries has joined the HRGN network. They have 30 churches in India. So uh, we just got off the phone with them. They have filled out all the paperwork. They are excited about what God is going to do. So give God a strong hand clap for the 30 ministries... Come on now. Huh? Yeah. All right. So Harvest Renewal Global Network, if you don't know what that is, then you, you need to know what it is. Amen? It is a network that we built about a year and a half ago, uh, Pastor Doug and I, to just build relationships with uh, pastors, leaders, and ministries. And basically to connect and to build these relationships. We've, we've gotten so many different types of phone calls of people saying i'm alone i've been part of this or i'm not part of anything and i just feel alone and so we wanted to build relationships with these pastors and just say hey come alongside of them and say hey what do you need from us and what is it how can we help you how can we be a part of your life and so this has just been amazing what God is doing Um, so from this time onward we did not know that we would have 45 different works right now but God is just keep on increasing and increasing and increasing and increasing which means that something is going, something is being done right. Amen. It's not our work. This is Holy Spirit just leading people to a place of relationship. And this is what people are looking for. Amen. So uh, we, 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 we're so excited about this uh, thing in India. I know that De- Debbie and David will be excited about that. They always talk about India. Anyone who ever had a desire to go to india 2020 is our mark for india so if you're ready and you say hey talk to me and we can get we can all go together amen to go see these works in india amen amen give god a strong hand clap for that all right yeah waking up at three in the morning is not easy when you come back from the mission field by the way when i go to the mission field i'm not on vacation just so you know, you know it's, it's in case you didn't say, well, he hasn't been here, so he's on vacation. I'm not on vacation, actually. I go on vacation in June with my wife and I and my family, but I'm not on vacation, actually. It's uh, it's a very uh, uh, strenuous, grueling work uh, being on the mission field because we're constantly doing something. We're constantly being pulled from. We're constantly going. So i just give you a little bit of insight. Uh, I took Ryan Bastris, go ahead and haze him. I had to haze him and um, give him the whole missionary spiel. And we literally got on the ground to Brownsville that Tuesday. And at 3 p.m. we drove all the way through Mexico <laughs> to go to uh, to Veracruz. So we stopped this Ciudad Victoria. It was 2 uh uh, dark out to the night we, we don't like driving at night so we went got to the hotel and um, then we went ahead and in the morning we drove again all the way to Veracruz. Now Veracruz in El Ego they, they burn a lot of sugarcane so the first night of course um, they, we were up in a room that had no air conditioning just a fan and um, you know Ryan couldn't sleep I couldn't sleep and we we're just like soot is coming in and and this ash is coming in, and we were like, "Lord Jesus, have mercy on us." But you know, the Lord, the Lord did open up a door for us, and we we, we got a nice room and w- with an air conditioner and everything. And we got to sit back, but I, I felt like leaving Ryan there overnight. I don't know why. I just like it's like you need to suffer for the gospel. You want to glory with us, but I, I didn't do that. I love Ryan Pastors. <laughs> But, um, the next day I did get him though, because they said we had, there was two services back to back. So I said, Hey buddy, you're going to preach both services. So by the time the night ended, he was white. Cause we had an hour away from each service. He had to preach both services. It was hot. When I say hot, it was hot. And so we, we just had such a great time though. But during those services, God had did healing deliverance. Um, there was, uh, It was a man walking up, and I could see it in his face. He was just anguishing, trying to get to church on his little walker, and he couldn't. I went outside, put him on my shoulders, sort of, like, brought him in, and we, you know, huddled around him, prayed over him, and he left without any pain. Amen? And so we, amen. Give God a strong hand clap for that. So we had a lot of fun, and, um, of course, he left before I left, you know. So the fun wasn't over. We drove Back seven hours back to uh, Los Fresnos, stood there for a day, had him fly out. Um, and then I, then I drove back another five hours to Monterrey, amen, to go ahead and do a three-day conference there. And, um, and I tell you, man, there was some amazing things. Hey, we put up the pictures there. So the first picture we have is when we were, uh, this lady right here, her, literally her leg, this leg was bent this way. And so she came in with, um, with, can- with a cane, and she could hardly walk. So she was literally dragging herself around. So the night um, that I preached, and this is funny because the night that I preached, I prayed over her leg, but I didn't, I, I didn't, we didn't see anything happen. So nothing happened. Basically, she just kept walking with her cane. So literally, she woke up the next day. She goes downstairs, she runs around the kitchen, she's doing all this stuff, and her husband stops her and says, where's your cane? She goes, holy smoke, I have no cane. She's like, I have no pain. And then she's just like, "Realized I'm healed, right? So she gets up and testifies, and that's what God did to her. Amen? Give God a strong <laughs> hand clap for that. The next one. <laughs> this... This right here, we're feeding the immigrants on the other side of the border. Ninety-five percent of them were uh, Cubans, Cubans uh, coming uh, over there. Um, most of them were uh, living on the street, living right there. at The Mexican border is not letting them come across to get the I-589 form so they can go ahead and, and ask for asylum. So um, what we did was we fed them. We gave them some, some slippers and other stuff. And from what I heard, they, they didn't want prayer at all. Um, so a lot of these people did not want prayer. But then I start talking to them and say, hey, do you know you can, you can file the forms here? There is an embassy right up the block. Just go ahead and go get the forms from there. Set an appointment and go in and do it the right. They were like, no, we didn't know that. So by the end of my talk with them and everything, I start. They get around me. They ask me for prayer. So we end up leading them in prayer, and God just begins to touch their lives uh, and it was a dramatic thing because God began to shift their their focus of who we were and what we were doing as the church. Also, United in Christ opened up their rehabilitation home so they could shelter some of the people. The Mexican immigration had a big meeting with us. They even lent us the van. It was crazy how God, Mexican immigration, just began seeing favor. There was just favor there. Amen. So there was favor. With that, so God was doing great and mighty things. Now, United in Christ, we've been affiliated with them for 12 years. They're part of my board. And I tell you something, those brothers are doing a serious work all over the world. Right now, they're in Brazil. Two churches are coming under them in Brazil. They just came back from Israel. They have a great work in Israel. And they have 45 works in Mexico. Amen? So give God a strong hand clap for that. Next one. Uh, No, we can finish. Next one. I just want to get through this really quick. The next one. (laughs) And there we go. Okay. Next. So there's a wheelchair there, right? So what happened was, um, go to the next one. What happened was someone like, uh, this young man, by the way, um, he was uh, going through depression. Depression. And uh, the Lord told me and said, that young man is going through depression. He was sort of secluded by himself. And I called him up, and the Lord gave me a word of knowledge. He broke. Holy Spirit came over him. He just didn't know what to do, and he just gave his life to Christ. So this is me just hugging him, telling him he wasn't alone. Amazing. The wheelchair you saw before that, some lady had came in, and um, she was pretty older, and she had slipped and fell in the kitchen. So we had about three or four nurses there. They came and they saw that she had a swollen ankle. They said, "Okay, you, you might have, um, you know, sprained your ankle." They checked it, they wrapped it up. They she also had sprained her arm, so that was swollen. They wrapped that up. So that night we go pray for her. She's sitting in the wheelchair, and I just prayed once again. Nothing happened. Nothing happened. I did not, you know, do any, uh, you know, uh, stuff that I learned from Scheinbach to get out of the wheelchair. Nothing that. I just. I just prayed and just released her and just said, okay, praise God. By this time, I'm very tired. I'm exhausted. We've been preaching two times during the day. So I'm just like, you know what? I'm just going to pray over you. Praise Jesus. Let's just keep rolling. So I go, <laughs> I go, I go to walk. I get, go to get my Bible, go to walk out, and she's standing from the wheelchair. And I look, and I said, okay, what's this about? So she stands. She goes, wait a second. So then the nurse pulls off the wrapping and the swelling is totally down and she goes hold on a second she starts banging on her ankle like this she goes i'm healed and so she starts walking up front like running up front like you know telling her testimony i was like whoa hold on a second this is a drive-by healing because i didn't ask for healing i just prayed over her right so holy spirit healed her god healed her right there and she was totally healed and there was many testimonies like this just give god a strong hand clap for that Amen. Amen. Now you can be a part of these these missions too if you want to. Um, I can always set up for you to go to Mexico. United in Christ has a missions ground, a team there ready to accept any team that comes in. Amen? So if you guys say, hey, we want to do a little mission trip and go out, you know four or five of you want to go out and, and, and get on the field and do something, just let us know. We'll connect you with United in Christ and to do that work. Amen? But also, um, we want to thank all the people who gave towards the work in Last Days Voice Ministries and continue to give because we're going to be doing some amazing things. We just planted another seed in the uh, the school that's in the impoverished area over there in Embakasi, Kenya. And they're, t- they're giving us some amazing testimonies from there, too. So we're, we're going back out to Kenya in July. Amen. Hopefully, you know, we can raise enough funds so my family can come. But we, we are definitely going to get back out there to Kenya in July and, and definitely going to see God move out of Kenya. Amen. By the way, my brother-in-law is here today from Kenya. Stand up, Elijah. He's my brother-in-law right here. He arrived. He arrived the other day, and um, he got to uh, he got to see our uh, 95 traffic, Washington DC traffic, Fredericksburg traffic. <laughs> he, even though that's nothing compared to Kenya traffic, I can tell you that much. So he was looking at it like, oh, "This is a joke. This is not traffic, <laughs> right? Because in Kenya, there's real traffic. I mean, you could be there for hours before you get somewhere." So, either way, let's wrap this up in 20 minutes. Can we do that, Pastor? I think we can. Amen. Open your Bibles to Deuteronomy 34. Deuteronomy 34. Verse 1. And... and, I'll be reading this from the Amplified Classic, and this is what it says. And Moses went up from the plains of Moab to Mount Nebo and the top of Pisgah, and that is opposite of Jericho, and the Lord showed him all the land from Gilead to Dan and all Nephtali, and the land of Ephraim and Menasseh, and the land of Judah to the western Mediterranean Sea, and the south, the Negev and the plain that is the valley of Jericho the city of palm trees as far as Zoar and the Lord said to him go to the next one this is the land which i swore to who abraham. abraham isaac and jacob saying i will give it to your descendants i have let you see it with your eyes but you shall not go over there wow bam that must have hurt right Hey, this is the land. You ain't going. You ain't going. Now, so Moses, the servant of the Lord, died there. He died right there looking at the land that he can go over in the land of Moab, according to the word of the Lord. And he buried him. Who buried him? God did in the valley of the land of Moab opposite of Beth Peror. But no man knows where his tomb is to this day. Hmm. Now, listen, the promised land was restricted to Moses because of his disobedience. Just one instance of disobedience to God. Being the law bearer, he had to submit to the law, come under the law, and the promise was not given to him because he was submitted to the law. Okay? Now, listen to this. But under grace, the promise is given. So, Abraham. who is basically the one who starts this whole thing in the beginning, he was the one this was promised to. It was given to to him first. The land had to be walked upon by faith in order to see the future promise. This is the way Abraham moved. Go to Genesis 13, verse 15 through 18. This is what God tells Abraham. Abraham, all the land that you see... I will give it to you and to your seed forever. And I will make your seed as the dust of the earth, so that if a man can number the dust of the earth, then shall your seed also be numbered. Arise, walk through the land in the length of it and in the breadth of it, for I will give it to you. Then Abraham removed his tent and came and dwelled in the plain of Mamre, which is Hebron. And built there an altar to the Lord. This is what God wanted him to do. He said, hey, look, listen, before, I'm not going to promise this to you. But this is for your descendants to come. In order to be a pioneer or someone who is called uh, to begin or be a forerunner, I would call him a forerunner, is knowing that what you're doing, you're probably not going to see the fruit of it. <laughs> That's kind of tough. Especially when you're beginning something and you're actually not going to see it. But here's the thing. If you have faith, you'll see it before it happens. So the seeing of that thing will actually, the vision of that thing will actually empower you to do more and to go forth with it. Jesus said, Abraham rejoiced when he saw my day. So here's what I believe, that, that God showed Abraham everything that was going to happen In the future, that it excited Abraham. And Abraham said, I'm willing and able to go ahead and plant this first seed. What did God want him to do? He said, walk upon this land. That's all he wanted him to do. Walk the length of it, the breadth of it. Just walk it. Walk it all. Walk it all. Why? Why did God want him to walk on it? Because everything you put your feet on is yours. (laughs) So here's the thing. It wasn't going to be his seed's until the future but he had to be the one to walk on it why because the promise was given to him why because he's the one with faith why because he's the one who sees it does that make sense so here here, here's what god here's what god sometimes requires us to do to walk out something even if we do not Even if we do not see the fruit of it, we're still going to walk it out because we know that whatever's coming out of it is greater than us because there's something greater in this whole region and this whole thing that we're walking. And so as we begin to walk it out, God begins to go and show us everything that's going to happen in the future. Amen. So this is no longer. This is no longer about me. You see. Anything that I'm doing for God is no longer going to be about me. Now it's going to be about Him and about the future and what's to come. Amen. So I believe that God always set up things because he knew what was to come and he knows what is and he knows what is to come. So him being Alpha and Omega, he's already setting up. He already set up the road that needs to be traveled. It's up to us now to travel that road and to actually not detour and to obey God and have faith in God to see everything come to pass. Amen. So this is in the Old Testament. Amen. This is all Old Testament now giving us, of course, if we, we, we believe what Paul said, that everything was a foreshadow, everything was a shadow of things to come. So being that Abraham is the father of what? Faith. Of what? Faith. Wow. Faith. So if he's the father of faith. Why? Because in the, there was no law during Abraham. It was all faith. Go, I will. Do, i do it. Be, I'll be it. That's all it was. It was just an automatic obedience and trust in the word that he was receiving. That's it. Walking forward with it. There was nothing else. There was, no, there was no stipulations, there was no religion, there was no, there was no houses of worship except for idolatry. And so only thing he could hear was this voice, knowing that this was God, knowing that this was the Almighty, he began to obey and just walk it out. Amen? And I tell you what, he saw the fruit of it. He saw the fruit of it in a lot of his, in a lot of his, uh, his earthly deeds, he saw the fruit of it. But it, being a forerunner or a pioneer is not easy. Because they're setting up for the next generation. They're setting up the next generation. And and, and one of the issues that we have today is that we have a, a, and not saying all this generation, I'm just saying most of this generation does not respect or honor the faith and commitment of the forerunners. Or the pioneers. And so we have to start seeing that there is a faith commitment and also we have to learn to honor the ones that came out before us. Amen? Knowing that they weren't perfect and maybe they did not uh, uh, do what God told them to do in every area, in every general area that they were supposed to do it, but knowing that they set and laid a foundation that we can walk upon now and have a a platform now because of people like Spurgeon. (laughs) And because of of people like Wesley, amen, because of, of people who talked about the grace of God, that we can actually talk about the grace of God, and have the confidence about the grace of God, people who set the atmosphere, and shifted atmospheres, and was able to set upon the forerunners who came before us, now we can look at them and say, okay, God, do we worship them? No, we don't worship them. And that was the reason why God buried Moses in a faraway place where nobody can get him because he didn't want the people of Israel to worship him. Amen? It was Moses' job to bring the people up to the mountain to get to know God, but the people got scared, so Moses was the only one who was going to the mountain. Him and Joshua. Well, Joshua, just being close to Moses, got to learn what the voice of God sounded like. And so Joshua, in Joshua 1, when God says, he says, be of good courage. Have, be brave. Let's walk this thing out. He knew the voice of God, and he would literally begin to obey. Now, that is faith operating. It no longer was the law operating. It was faith operating. How many can say amen? Amen. amen. So here, let's look at the promise. The promise here, really quick, in Romans 4, 13 to 21, Here's what God is telling Abraham for the promise that he should be the heir of the world was not to Abraham (laughs) (laughs) or his seed through what? The law, because the law did not exist when Abraham was existing, but through the righteousness of what? Could it be? And this is just a could it be? Could it be that the people of Israel who did not walk into the promised land did not see the promised land because they walked more by their own eyesight and by the law and not by faith? Amen. You see, if Moses would have walked by faith, when God said, speak to the rock, he would have spoke to it and not bang it. Does that make sense? So he wasn't walking by faith when he hit it with the rod. He was walking by the law. (laughs) That, that rock represented the hard heads he was dealing with right there. So he's like, here, you want some water? Here it is. So he could not, you could not walk by grace and faith by doing that. If God said, speak to it, then speak to it. Amen. So the spoken word was, it, it would be automatically by faith. Now, God, because of that instance, had to operate under the law. And because he operated under the law, had to restrict him from going into the promised land. But look at this. For if they which are of the law be heirs, faith is made what? And the promise made of what? None effect. Because the law works what? Wrath. For where no law is, there is no transgression. Do you remember Abraham he lied? I remember Abraham lied. Isaac lied. And it was it was the same instance, almost the same thing that happened. He, he, his, his wife was very beautiful. They went into this land, and Abimelech was there, and he said, oh, man, you know, that's my sister, right? Okay? And so it, it goes on and on. It, but because he lied to that person, God did not hold that against him. And I was wondering why. Because there was no law. So the lie was not really something that was held against him because there was no law. So righteousness, listen to this. Listen to this. It doesn't mean you can lie today. Okay? All right? Listen to this. Because the law works wrath, for the law there is no transgression. Therefore, it is of what? That it might be by what? Without faith, there is no grace. Can I repeat that again? Without faith, there is no grace. In order to have grace, therefore, it is of faith... That it might be by grace. You only know that there is the grace of God if you have faith. And you only know faith if you're obedient. Amen. There is, there is faith. Faith cometh by what? Hearing and hearing by the word of God. Okay. So faith that it might be by grace to the end. That the promise might be made sure to all the seed. Not to that only which is of the law. And this is why Jesus had so many bumping heads with the Pharisees, because the Pharisees said, we're the children of Abraham. And he said, oh, no, (laughs) you're not. You are not. You're not operating under faith and righteousness. You're not operating under faith and grace. You're operating under the law. See, you're not the sons of Abraham. All right. You might be the sons of Moses, (laughs) but you're not the sons of Abraham, because the sons of Abraham... Operated, but even Moses operated in obedience. Amen. At the end of his life, he said he was the he was the one closest to God. He knew God as if he was a friend. Amen. So he had that relationship with God. He was building that relationship. It took him a while before he got there. May you know it, maybe if you've fasted for, for 80 days. Right? (laughs) Went up a mountain and fasted 40 days once and 40 days another. I don't know how close you'll be to God or how close you'll be to death. One of the two things will happen. But I tell you this much. God had a grace over Moses. At the end of his life, he was the meekest. And he was the one who, he he was closer to God than anything. Even as Abraham was was a friend to God. Amen? So, but to that also which is of faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all, it is written, I have made you a father of how many nations? Many nations. And it says, before him whom he believed, even God, who vivifies the dead and calls those things which be not as though they were. I, I, always, I always looked at the scripture a little weird because it doesn't say as, those, as though they are. Because if it said as though they are, then I would be looking at a futuristic thing and hoping for that thing. But here, it says, "Is calling those things which be not as though they So, the whole thing of faith is calling those things that be not as though they were. So, if they were, that means that it already is. That means that God already said it like that. And it's up to you to call those things as though they are because they already are. Does that make sense? I just confused some of you. You're going to go back to the message, rewind it, and hear it again. Because they were and they are already, that means were is a past tense. That means God already established it. It's already there. It's up to us to say we believe it. We receive it. That's it. We're walking in it. Amen? Amen? So that's faith. That's real faith. It's 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 coming and speaking those things as though they were who against hope believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations. According to that, which was spoken so that shall your seed be and being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead. But he was about a 100 years old. That's amazing that he even though he staggered not. Um, we keep reading, and being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body, and he being a hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's wound, he staggered not as the promise of God through unbelief, but he was strong in what in what listen to this giving glory to God. Giving glory to God before something happens is your credit card in heaven, literally. You know how you pay for something? You're like, I got to pay it at the end of the month, right? But it's paid for, right? According to it, you just bought that piece. You swipe that card. You got it. But at the end of the month, you have to pay it. And you know you have to pay it because there's a certain amount you have to pay. So that you you swipe it in confidence that you're going to pay that at the end of the month. So guess what? When you listen to this, (laughs) when you give glory to God before something happens, You're swiping your credit card in heaven. Oh, I give glory to God that God is providing for all of my needs according to His riches and glory. Whoa, I give glory to God because I am healed by His stripes. I have been made whole. I am not whole. I am made whole already because by His stripes, two thousand years ago, I received it. Oh, I give glory to God because I am the righteousness of God. I give glory to God because I am the Son and Daughter of God. I give glory. See, when you give glory to God, you are giving God the amount and trust that He already has done it amen come on now give god a strong hand clap so we're giving glory to god we're having faith we're walking in this thing we give glory to god walking in this thing now before we get into all of this we have to understand that if it wasn't for abraham isaac and jacob there would be no moses (laughs) if it wasn't for abraham obeying god there would be no isaac there wasn't ishmael but he's not included in the three because that was sort of a detour. <laughs> so, but there is a Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So when God comes to Moses, he said, I am the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Moses. I mean, Jacob. So Jacob, Isaac, and Abraham now become the calling card of the God of Israel. I am the God of Abraham, Isaac, Isaac. And Jacob, because these are the three I made a promise to. These are the three that were holding the promise inside of them. These are the three that walk by faith and not by sight. Believe it or not. Believe it or not, they walk by faith. If you read the, the hall of faith in Hebrews 11, you're going to see by faith, Abraham. By faith, Sarah. By faith, Isaac. By faith, Jacob. By faith. It was all by faith. Nothing that they did was ever by the law. It was all by faith. So, does the law, is the law non-existent? No, it exists. But faith is stronger than the law. Faith is so amazing that when you look at the law, the law goes Oh, wow, there is faith here. So guess what? You're abiding by the law because you have faith in God. And God is above all of that. He is the law. He is everything. So when I begin to have faith in God, God begins to exceedingly abundantly and begins to pour out into me everything that I need and move forward. Why am I speaking about faith in this church? Because I believe that in order for us to move to the next dimension of the vision in this house, we need to have faith. Amen. Amen. It's not about people. <laughs> I love everybody. Listen. And it's all, about, it's all about reaching the people and bringing the people in. Don't misconstrue what I just said. It's not about how many people we have. It's about how much faith we have. Yeah. How much faith do you have to move from one, from one place to another? How much faith do you have to believe God for millions? Whoa, that was deep. Hey, Pastor, I'm still trying to get a 25 cent raise in my job. Well, how much faith do you have in God? Because it is not the word, okay, that is of none effect. It is our faith that is actually activating the word that we receive. Now, I'm going to, I'm going to just jump around here really quick so we don't uh, lose time here. And I'm about to give in in a couple of minutes. Okay. All right. The promise, listen to this. The promise was never the land, it was the seed. Are you getting this? The promise was never the land, it was the seed that was going to take position in the land. The land was just the fruit. Of the promise, because in order for them to see the seed, they had to have the land because you cannot see seed unless you have land. So the land was just the forefront of what God really wanted to do. The real promise was Jesus. The real promise was Jesus. This uh, Paul said in Galatians three. okay, and he says in Galatians three, 16 to 26. And I'm going to read this really fast now to Abraham and his seed. Where the promise is made, he said, not to the seeds as of many, but as of one to your seed, which is who? Jesus. Which is Christ. So the whole promise here, now, the whole thing about possession, possession of land, the whole thing about walking on land, the whole thing about having faith, the whole thing is all about Christ. Nothing else. There's nothing else involved there except for Christ. Listen to this. and this I say that the covenant that was confirmed before of God in Christ, the law, which was 430 years after, cannot cancel that. It should make the promise of none effect. In other words, the law could not cancel the promise. The promise was already there. It was there. It was in Abraham. Abraham carried it. Everyone began to see that promise through there. So then... Paul says, and why then Why then is there the law? Why, why does the law serve? It was added because of our transgressions, because of transgressions. Till the seed should come to whom the promise was made. It was ordained by angels in the hand of the mediator. So the law was there to execute vengeance for the transgressions that we committed until Jesus came. And now... the. The law, the transgression of that law falls upon his back. And guess what he does with us? Every time we sin, we come to him and he, he gives us forgiveness. Amen. It's a good thing we're not having public stonings right now outside of Richmond. Amen. Could you imagine that? I know in some parts of the world, they still have that, you know, in the Muslim religion. But that's why the law is of no effect. Because even if you kill and kill and kill, you cannot destroy transgression. You cannot destroy sin. Sin is here. The only thing that can take on sin and took on sin at the cross, his name is Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen? He's the only one who can actually abolish sin. Amen? So, this is the promise that we're going through here. Now, the mediator is not a mediator of one, but God is one, and the law is against the promises of God, but God forbid. For if there had been a law, if there had been a law given, which could have given life, truly righteousness could have been by the law. Then Moses would have been able to give everybody forgiveness of their sins and everybody would have went in and even him would have went in. But the scripture has concluded all under sin and the promise by faith of Jesus Christ might be given to them that believe. But before faith came, we were kept under the law, shut up to the faith, which should afterwards be revealed. While the law was our schoolmaster to bring us to Christ, that we might be justified by what? But after that faith is come, we are no longer under a schoolmaster, for you are all the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. Okay? Can I give you some insight here? All right? In Jude, verse 9, the Bible says, and I don't know why Jude even brought this up, But there was a fight over Moses' bones between the archangel Michael and Satan. And everyone asked, why? Why was that fight even going on? Well, the devil knows where your dead bones are buried. (laughs) Look at your neighbor and say, the devil knows where your dead bones are buried. (laughs) He knows where your dead stuff is buried. And he'll bring it up every now and then. Just to see where you are in your faith. Come on now. That'll preach. Amen. But see, the archangel Michael said, the Lord rebuke you, Satan. The Lord rebuke you. And he took those bones. And we don't know where they took them to. I believe they took them to heaven. And the contention was over the bones. Check this out. Matthew 17, verse 1 through 8. Guess who shows up with Jesus? Elijah and Moses. Moses gets to see the promise. Oh, that'll preach. That'll preach. He actually showed up in Israel on the mountain with Jesus in the flesh talking to Jesus, he not only sees the promise, he's standing in the land that he couldn't walk into because grace is right in front of him. It's no longer the law. Hallelujah. It is grace. Amen. It's no longer, it's no longer the law. So now he's like, "Woo, Jesus!" he's having a party. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure they were probably up in heaven, him and Enoch fighting. Like, I'm going down. No, I'm going down. I'm going, I'm going down. Yeah, I'm going down. Or even, you know, one of us got to go down there. Amen. But but Moses gets to walk on the same land that he was not allowed in. Why? This is my beloved son. Hear ye him. He is the promise. He's the one it's all about. So then Moses now he's standing there and everyone's like the the disciples they're having a field day. Like we should build three tabernacles and, you know, to, you know, start a whole, you know, convention here. And God's like, no, it's not what it's about. This is the promise right here. This is the seed being planted. And see, Jesus said, unless a seed dies and goes into the ground. Hmm? Unless a seed dies and goes into the ground. Jesus was the seed that died, went into the ground of Israel in the promised land, to come back out of the ground and to be the all-perfect one, the one that justifies us, the one that brings us righteousness, the one that brings us grace, the one that forgives us of all of our sins. He is the one now that he is the seed that they were talking about. Amen? So what stops us from seeing the seed? What stops us from seeing the promise? What was the only thing Jesus complained about with his disciples? I mean, they, they did some crazy stuff, man, you know? They were, they, I, I'm talking about Peter was a nut. You know, all of these guys were just like, they were, I, I could imagine the, the table talk that went on between Peter, Matthew, Luke, and all the rest of them, right? But Jesus never approached them about those kind of things. The only thing Jesus approached them was like, Oh, ye of little faith, went up to, I would like to say this, but I can't say this. I probably get kicked out of church. But how long do I need to be with you before you get it? When the Son of Man returns, will I find faith on the earth? Right? We believe in so many things, people. We believe in so many things. The first thing that comes up on Facebook, we'll believe. We'll believe the first thing that comes on the media. We'll believe anything somebody throws at us. We believe the doctors, we believe so many people. But when it comes to the Word of God, and when it comes to us believing God for certain things, man, I'm telling you, it's hard so let's finish this in hebrews 4 verse 1 onwards let us therefore fear lest a promise being left us of entering into his rest any of you should come and seem to come short of it for to us was the gospel preached as well as to them talking about the children of israel but the word preached did not profit them not being mixed with what The ingredient to the word of God coming to life in your life, amen, is faith. That is is the component that operates everything else, amen. I hear so many people, and and I love everyone, believe me, I love everyone equally. But I hear so many people running after miracles, signs, and wonders. Why? What are you running after? Who are you running after? Because the miracle sign and wonder and the giver of all of that is Christ. And the only thing that I'm required to have to see those things follow me is faith. That's it. Matthew, uh, Mark 16 says, and these signs shall follow him who believe. That word believe means those who have faith. In my name shall they cast out devils. They shall lay hands upon the sick and they shall recover. Amen. Amen. You might have to be trained on how to believe. <laughs> That's mostly what we do in this house is train you how to believe. <laughs> Rifle keep saying renew your mind, renew your mind, renew your mind, renew your mind, renew your mind. Because every, every five minutes we just keep declaring the thing that is not in the word. Because our soul, mind, will, and emotions is already used to declaring the things that are not in the word. So then we have to renew our mind in the spirit, in the word, for us to continue to talk faith. Faith, 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 faith. Amen? Amen? I had to learn this. And it took me a while. I was even preaching and I didn't have enough faith. Amen? For to us the gospel is preached, listen, verse 3, for we which have believed do enter into rest. As he said, as I have sworn in my wrath, if there shall enter into my rest, although the works were finished from the foundation of the world. The works were finished. Listen, verse 4 is going to blow your mind, and then we're going to stand up. For he spoke in a certain place of the seventh day of, on this wise. And God did rest the seventh day from how many works? When God sat down, it was done. It was done. From the found, Jesus gave his life from the foundations of the world. So God already set it up. Don't think that Satan surprised God with sin. He didn't. God set everything up in motion So we can come into this place of faith. Amen. We have to have faith. Amen. We cannot enter into promise. Who is Christ Jesus without faith. That's the God honest truth. If you're walking here today. And you say well I believe. I believe a lot of things. Can you trust and have faith. (laughs) Because if you trust and have faith. Then you're operating differently. You're speaking differently. You're walking differently. You're seeing things differently. Amen. Can I believe God for the next year for us to move out of this place into a bigger place and to see more people? Amen. Yes, I can. Even though today it looks like everybody knew I was preaching. They went on vacation. But. (laughs) But can I believe God for more? Yes, I can. Yes, I can. I can believe God for more. But I have to walk it out by faith. I have to confess it. How did you get saved? If you believe in your heart, and what? Confess with your mouth. Then you shall be saved. You believe in your heart that the Lord Jesus Christ, and then you confess with your mouth, boom, you're saved. How much more when you're walking by faith that Jesus told Nicodemus in John chapter 3, he said, you only speak what you know. So now I have knowledge. I have Holy Spirit in me to give me wisdom. Stand to your feet. I have knowledge in the word of God. And I have this knowledge that lets me know that everything that I have is already promised. It's already promised. So guess what? I'm going to walk into my promise. I'm going to walk into my promise because it's already mine. It's here. It's, it's, there's nothing left to do, people. There's really nothing left for Jesus to do. (laughs) I don't know why we're trying to make Jesus work. (laughs) It's a God work. Hey, God, get off your throne and work for me. Right? It's not the way it works. It's done. When Jesus said, it is finished, and hung his head, he meant that word. It is finished. Now we're co-laborers in that finished work. Isn't that amazing? We're co-laborers in that finished work. So that means we are walking this thing out. Guess what? The breath of this land, the breath of Richmond, the breath and the length of it. We need to walk it out and say, this belongs to us in Jesus' name. We need to start walking out the, the faith and, and the, the anointing that is in us. And we need to start declaring over the government, over the areas, over everything that Jesus Christ is Lord. Amen. We need to start believing God for supernatural things to happen. Why? Because it's done. It's finished. It's already done. You're walking in it or you're not. You're believing it or you're not. Amen? I don't know, but, you know, Blockbuster got closed for a reason. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> you know, clubs don't work when it comes to renting visuals, you know? When the, the, the Netflix came on, everybody was like, Netflix it is, right? Everybody wants to see things and, and, and have an easier way to do things. But you know what? We, social clubs don't work. So when you come up in, 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 in the church and you're like, well, I'm just going to punch my card this Sunday, came to social club. Hey, people, how you doing? Let's roll out. That's not faith. Can I be honest with you? That is not faith. I mean, I'm not condemning you for it. But I am trying to inspire you to live a little bit more. Live more abundantly. Get into this abundant life faith and start walking out the promise of God. Amen. I never thought I would be seeing the day where all of these things would be happening, where I'm walking into ministry right now. The whole thing about ministry and everything is all about faith. I don't know where God is going to take it. (laughs) I do know that he said go. And he didn't say stop. So I'm going. Amen. I'm going, we're going to go, we're going to move forward. We're going to begin to see God operate. And, and as the Lord begins to lead this ministry, listen to me, as the Lord begins to lead Harvest Renewal Church into that next dimension, it's going to be a group of people that have faith to see it done. Amen? It's not only going to be on his shoulders to see it done. It is going to be on others also to see it done. And as people, you know what, you know who we are? We're forerunners for something great that's gonna happen in Richmond. You don't even know it. Each one of you have something amazing that you're you're gonna do for the kingdom of God in the supernatural that you have no idea the 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 trickle, the 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 fire starting that you're gonna do. Amen. The spread that's gonna happen because of your anointing, something in you, amen god has not chose you to sit in a pew and to sit there and watch people do things and say well that's amazing god chose you to participate amen so we're all here by faith let's walk into our promise today let's walk into our promise because it's ours and let's take it and let's just say you know what god i receive it i believe it i'm going to walk into it amen I'm not even, I, I'm, I'm so inspired about this that I'm not even going to make an altar call. I'm just going to pray. Because I just feel as though that all of us here, and there's a reason why there's just a group of us here. I just feel as though all of us here have enough faith to see something happen. Amen supernatural things are happening Stephen fritz just showed us that little kids the faith of little children had shifted this lady's life and she had no idea she was totally somewhere else had no idea that there was a line of faith just going right to her and healing her body isn't that amazing It's, it's just like everything that we do we have no idea what god is doing through us and how he's going to use us amen you want to see the supernatural manifest, right? See the supernatural manifest, just have faith in God. Have faith in God and do what Jesus did. <laughs> have faith in God, amen? Close your eyes and let's just raise our hands. and just, I, I, I believe that the promises are yea and amen. That's what the Word of God says. All His promises are yea and amen. Jesus has already made it so that we are walking in the promise of God. We are walking in the promised land without even stepping in Israel. Isn't that amazing? We're walking in the promised land and, and we haven't even stepped into Israel. Many of you have gone to Israel, but those who have not, you're still walking in the promised land. You're also walking in the rest because Jesus is the rest. Amen? So, Father, we just thank you for the rest, the promise, and the faith being built up in this house. Lord, let us walk by faith and not by sight. Father, I ask you, O oh God, that every person you have given a measure of faith, increase that measure. Oh, Jesus, at one time, your disciples asked you to increase their faith. Lord, O oh God, I just ask you to increase that measure of faith in each one of our lives, Lord. The measure of faith to believe for our needs to be provided. The measure of faith to believe for this church to move to the next dimension, the measure of faith to believe, oh God, for healings and for miracles, signs, and wonders, the measure of faith of God that we need, oh God, to see, oh God, the awakening happen in this country. Lord, oh God, right now, we ask you to increase our faith, increase that measure of faith in our hearts, Lord, wherever our doubt is, wherever our lack of faith is, wherever our unbelief is, right now we break every chain in Jesus name we release ourselves from unbelief we release ourselves from fear we release ourselves oh God from all of these things O God that will not let us see the anointing that you have placed in us so father right now we ask for all the scales to fall off of our eyes and for us to walk by faith we thank you Lord oh God for the increase of faith and promise in our lives Lord and that we're able to walk it out and Lord this is not something that I just preach but something that I believe in and walk in and we thank you Lord of God that each and every one of us are not hearers only but doers of the word in Jesus mighty name amen and amen.